Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help for You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the last episode I shared. And if you'd like to listen to the show, links can be found on my YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. And if you'd like to receive notifications on when my podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. So today I want to talk about the Employee Retention Tax Credit, which I'll refer to as the ERTC. I'll share who can claim it and how to calculate the amount due to be refunded. First, I want to say that there are a lot of companies reaching out to business owners saying that they can claim up to $26,000 per employee for filing for the ERTC without even knowing their specific situation. And they usually charge very high fees to do the filings. I've heard ranges between 10 to 25% of the credit value. So my warning is to make sure you qualify. And if you do and want assistance, reach out to us for help as we charge a flat rate and not a percentage of your refund. But if you'd like to do the filings on your own, I've recorded multiple how-to videos that you can watch on my YouTube channel. Just search ERTC in my videos to find the information that you need. As is often the case with tax laws and regulations, this is not a straightforward one way to calculate and file the credit for all quarters. It has been modified a few times, so it can be overwhelming for you to try to do it on your own. That is why I'm recording this information for you today to help explain it in a format that is easy to understand. Let me get started and give a background on how the ERTC came into existence. Introduced in 2020, the Employee Retention Tax Credit, ERTC, was part of the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security, CARES, Act. Since then, ERTC guidelines have been revised and expanded, first in December 2020 by the Consolidated Appropriations Act, CAA, 
And then in March 2021, by the American Rescue Plan Act, ARPA, and the Infrastructure Bill in November 2021. Originally, you had to choose between the PPP, which was the Paycheck Protection Plan, and the ERTC, but most chose the PPP. Now you can claim both if you qualify. However, you cannot use the same wages and healthcare expenses to claim PPP and ERTC. If you claimed qualified sick or family leave wages or received the work opportunity credit, those wages must also be excluded from your claim. The deadline to claim is three years past the original filing date. So for example, if you are going to be able to claim the second quarter of 2020, the second quarter goes through June of each year and you have to file no later than July 31st of the month following your quarter end. So theoretically, if you filed on time, let's say July 18th is when you submitted your return, then July 18th of 2023 is your final date that you can claim the credit. So it's coming close to the 2020 deadline. We only have a few more months really be able to claim that. So if you do qualify, start getting your documents together and get that ready to submit. So you have plenty of time before the deadline to claim it. Again, of course, 2021, you'll have through 2024 to claim the credit. Now, majority owners of companies and their related individual family members may not be included in the calculation for the credit. And this, again, is majority owner. So anyone that owns more than 50%, if they are an owner, none of the related individuals that I'm about to mention can be included in the calculation for the ERTC. So a child or a descendant of a child. So for instance, your grandchildren, a brother sister, stepbrother, or stepsister, mother, father, or ancestor of either, so for instance, grandparents, stepfather, stepmother, niece, nephew, aunt, uncle, mother-in-law, father-in-law, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, son-in-law, or daughter-in-law, and originally, a spouse was not listed. However, a spouse also may not qualify unless there are no living relatives other than the spouse. So when discussing the term full-time, the definition is an employee who works an average of at least 30 hours per week or 130 hours a month, which is going to come into play when I start discussing uh, who can qualify to claim all employees or those who are not. So again, keep in mind um, that that number is for full-time is 30 hours per week or 130 hours per month. Okay, so in 2020, you had to have a 50% reduction of income in a quarter compared to the same quarter in 2019. So again, if you're comparing the second quarter of 2020, you would compare your revenue to the same quarter, the second quarter of 2019. And this is your top line revenue, not profit, just the amount of money that you earned. Or if you didn't qualify under the income reduction, if you were under a mandatory reduction of services or complete closure, um, so essential businesses would not qualify under this guideline. Um, but if you had a manda mandated partial or full shutdown, um, this would include also being impacted by suppliers 
being able to provide you products as long as you could not get them from any other supplier. Now, originally this part was not included in the guidelines. And then when the regulations were changed, the supplier supply chain issues um, were also included. However, you have to be able to prove that you could not get your goods from any vendor. So just because the normal vendor you used couldn't provide it to you doesn't mean you qualify that you had no other option. A reduction of services must have impacted at least a nominal portion of your business, which is generally seen as 10% or more. So for instance, if you are a restaurant and you had to shut down indoor dining and indoor dining made up more than 10% of your income, then you qualify, even if you still had the ability to earn income through delivery, a drive-through and pickup. So the credit was originally 50% of qualified wages up to a maximum of a $5,000 credit per employee for all quarters claimed. So for instance, if you had an employee who worked for you all year and you were looking at the second quarter and they had $7,000 in wages, and then in third quarter, they had $7,000 in wages. You could only use $3,000 more from the third quarter to make a maximum of $10,000 total wages, which would give you a $5,000 total credit for the, the whole year of 2020. The second quarter, though, if you were claiming it, they did allow you to go back and include March 13th through March 31st wages, um, but you claimed it on the second quarter return, not a first quarter return. If an eligible employer averaged more than 100 employees during 2019, which is considered a large eligible employer, then qualified wages are those wages paid by the employer to an employee not working due to a full or partial suspension or due to a significant decline in gross receipts. So again, if you had the 100 or more full-time employees, you could not claim it for all the employees on payroll, only those who were unable to work because of the partial shutdown or because you had a decline in gross receipts, you couldn't keep them on payroll and uh, you know, or you couldn't have them working um, and that would be how you could claim them. For large eligible employers, the CARES Act limits the qualified wages that may be taken into account to the amount that the employee would have been paid for the working and equivalent duration during the 30 days immediately preceding the period in which the qualified wages are paid or incurred. If an eligible employer averaged 100 or fewer employees in 2019, which is considered a small eligible employer, qualified wages are those wages paid to all qualified workers. So this makes a big difference for the businesses, depending on if you could claim the payroll for everyone on payroll or only those who were impacted and were unable to work, but you paid them anyway. In 2021, the rules changed. So if your company, first of all, was not in business in 2019, you could use the corresponding quarter in 2020 to show that you had the revenue reduction. So again, anyone that started after 2019, or maybe you started late 2019. And so in 2020, 
you would be able to use the first quarter of 2020 compared to the first quarter of 2021 to see if you were impacted since you weren't operating in the first quarter of 2019. So in this case, you only had to have a 20% reduction of revenue or your income rather than the 50% that was required for 2020. Again, mandatory reduction of services or complete closure was another way you could qualify if you didn't meet the income requirement. And then they added a new qualification, which is recovery startup businesses, which are those that began after February 15th, 2020. And this allows them to claim for the third and fourth quarters of 2021. Most businesses cannot claim fourth quarter 2021, but they're able to claim for third and fourth quarter 2021. And they are limited to a maximum of $50,000 credit for those. So if they had more wages that would have qualified to earn more than that $50,000 credit, they are limited to $50,000. Although if you are a recovery startup business and you qualify for other reasons earlier, so for instance, you were under a mandatory shutdown in the second quarter of 2021, you can claim that with a different reason. And then if you didn't qualify for the reduction of services um, or an income reduction, but you did start after February 15th of 2020, you can then go ahead and claim the recovery startup business. All right, so in this case now in 2021, the credit is 70% of wages up to the maximum of $10,000 per employee per quarter rather than for the whole year added together. So this made a big difference too. Not only was it $10,000 per quarter, so you could get a maximum of $7,000 per quarter credit per employee if they worked. So you didn't have a cap on the total wages for the whole year and your credit was 20% more than it was in 2020. It also allowed for an alternate quarter to be used to determine your revenue reduction. So if in the first quarter, 2021, you didn't meet the 20% reduction, but in the fourth quarter of 2020, you did, then you could still claim the first quarter of 2021 saying you're using the alternate quarter for the proof that you qualify and that was okay. So if an eligible employer averaged more than 500 employees then during 2019, instead of just the 100, and usually it's referred to again as full-time employees, then the qualified wages are those paid by the employer to the employee not working due to a full or partial suspension or due to a decline in gross, gross receipts. But if you had less than the 500, you can include all of the employees that qualified and their wages. Eligible employers are not required to include full-time equivalents when determining the average number of full-time employees. So some things that the government passes will say full-time or full-time equivalents. And a full-time equivalent basically means two people working, their hours add up to equal that of one full-time person. Again, full-time is considered 30 hours. So if someone works you know, 15 hours and another person works 15 hours, that's often added together to be considered a full-time equivalent. In this case, it's only full-time employees, not the equivalents. For the third and fourth quarters of 2021, a severely financially distressed employer that is a large eligible employer may treat all wages paid to its employees during the quarter in which the employer is considered severely financially distressed 
as qualified wages. So the definition of severely financially distressed means that an employer with less than 10% of the gross receipts as compared to the same calendar quarter in 2019. So for instance, if you had $100,000 in the third quarter of 2019 as your revenue, the business must have less than $10,000 in the third quarter of 2021 to qualify. A severely financially distressed employer can use the alternative election quarter as well. So again, that's the prior quarter instead of the current quarter to claim the credit. So how do you claim the credit? Now that we've gone through this, and I know it's still probably a little bit confusing, but again, if you qualify due to a mandatory government shutdown or the reduction of income for 2020, it's going to be a maximum 10000 for your employee throughout the whole year. So maximum $5,000 credit for 2021. It's a maximum of 10000 per employee and a 70% credit. So you know you qualify now. How do you go about claiming the credit? So the first thing you do is you take your originally filed 941 form to calculate the refundable portion. The IRS has this split into two portions, the refundable and non-refundable. And it sounds confusing because some people think non-refundable means you don't get this money back. And that is not the case. It's just they consider part of it is non-refundable because it's your portion of employer social security tax that you had to pay. So what they do is they technically reduce the liability for that amount. And then the refundable portion is considered a credit that can be returned to you. But if you qualify for $10,000, you're going to get the $10,000. So for 2020, and the first and second quarter of 2021, it's the same method to calculate your information. And you're going to be using your social security wages and tips. Those numbers appear on line five on your original 941. For the claims after June 30th, 2021, you're going to use Medicare wages and it's 1.45% of the Medicare wages and it's 6.2% of the social security wages to determine that non-refundable portion. Then you're going to take your qualified wages and your employer paid healthcare expenses for the quarter, not used for PPP, if you had a PPP loan during that period, and you are going to do your calculations to figure out your total employer retention tax credit. Again, in 2020, make sure that your wages do not go more than 10000 total for the whole year. So if you're claiming more than one quarter, be sure that you're tracking how much you claimed in each quarter and not go over the maximum. Again, 2021, you can cap it at $10,000 per employee per quarter. So for 2020, again, take 50% of the qualified wages. In 2021, take 70% of your qualified wages subtract the non-refundable portion that you calculated from your original 941 wages, and that will give you your refundable portion. If your total employee retention tax credit is less than the total amount of the non-refundable portion, then your refundable portion is zero. And this happens most of the time when somebody had a PPP loan, so many of the wages had to be going towards forgiveness. And so that's when you're going to see most likely that your non-refundable portion is greater than your total employer retention tax credit. So it doesn't mean you've made a mistake. 
It just means that you're going to have the full credit as seen as the non-refundable amount. So determine if any employee in 2020 didn't have the $10,000 total compensation used for the employee retention tax credit to see if you can add in your March 13th to March 31st wages to bump up your total credit that you're going to claim for the second quarter of 2020. So again, my YouTube channel does show you how to claim these credits for 2020 and 2021. I also have a video as an example of how to determine what wages go towards PPP and what you can use for the employer retention tax credit. And again, that's just an example of one of the customers that we helped. And so it's not going to be exactly, you know, this is how you do it because it depends on your specific situation, but it will guide you to help you understand the method that I used. So Remember, when I am showing you examples on those videos, again, I'm using a real life example, numbers are going to be different. So you are going to just have to calculate your own numbers, but use the method that I'm showing you to do so. But again, if you want assistance, because again, you're confused, you're finding this a bit overwhelming, we also can do a consultation to walk you through how you would do those calculations. So you can reach out to my company. And again, if you don't want to do it at all, we also can let you know what our fees would be for how many quarters you need to file and also help you with the qualified wages. If you're not sure how to determine what goes to PPP, what can go to the ERTC, we can help you with that as well. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you found this episode helpful. Again, I know that this employee retention tax credit can be extremely confusing, different guidelines, changing time periods for when things had to be calculated, how they're calculated, percentage of calculations. So again, I just wanted to do this to help you because my goal is really help you get what you deserve. And if you qualify for this credit, Let's get you the credits that you deserve, right? It will help with your cash flow. It will help, you know, bring back money into the business that you spent to keep your employees on payroll, even during the challenging times of the COVID closures. So again, if you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to send us a message at media at abandp.com. And I hope you can join me for my next episode. And please remember, you can connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is ab and p.com. You could also find the podcast posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And would you please share our show with those you know, and leave a review on your favorite platform. I would really appreciate your support. Thanks so much and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next time. Have a terrific day.